Welcome to the Kenza Pod, brought to you by the Kenza Collective, a platform designed to teach parents how to leverage their existing skills and network to create a successful freelance business. On this podcast, we bring you inspiring stories from other parent entrepreneurs, and we share pro tips to help you build a sustainable business so that you can create a life and a living that truly works for your family. Today on the Kenza Pod, we will be answering one of the most common questions that we get from people in our community who are on the fence about going full-time freelance. And that question is, but what about healthcare? You know, as parents who live in a country with an incredibly expensive and complicated healthcare system, this is obviously a really valid concern. We have to think about our families and how we're going to care for them, um, you know, for, for routine healthcare or if there's an emergency that comes up. Um, What I have found, and I am actually in this situation myself, is that one person in a partnership has sort of the normal job where they have the benefits, they carry the health care, and the other one gets to go freelance. And even though maybe both people in the partnership would like to both be, you know, freelancing or consulting, um, the the one person kind of has to be that anchor. And I really find that to be a real bummer because... Um, that really prevents families from really being able to have that true freedom that they may want um, that comes from working for yourself. So today we have the pleasure of talking to the executive director of Freelancers Union, Rafael Espinal. He's going to be helping us understand healthcare options available to freelancers, specifically in the U.S., and just helping to educate us on what the Freelancers Union is in general and how it can help you on your journey. Raphael has served as the ED of the Freelancers Union since March 2020, and I just I have a million questions around that amazing start date of a job. <laughs> um, he is only the third leader since its founding in 95, um, and he's committed to engaging with freelancers across the country, listening to our concerns, amplifying our voices in important policy debates, and just really continuing to strengthen and expand this movement that serves a really broad spectrum of independent workers and helps them to just thrive in a fast-changing economy. Uh, Raphael has also been instrumental in including independent workers in the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance Program over this last year, and he's really just been a steadfast advocate for freelancer rights throughout his career. So we are just really honored to have him here with us on the Kenza Pod. Welcome, Raphael. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're, we're excited. So, you know, for today's conversation, we're obviously going to be trying to focus mostly on healthcare benefits for independent workers. But before we go there, we want to take a few minutes just to get to know you and hear about freelancers unions. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about your background, your story and how you landed as the ED of the of freelancers union in March of 2020. <laughs> yes, sure. Um, it was a long road. Didn't think I end up here, but I would say this. Um, you know, I, I grew up in Brooklyn and the, the union was actually founded in, in New York City back in 1995. Uh, and when I was in college, I was a film major um, and also a creative writing major. And I remember thinking to myself, I know when I graduate of college, it's going to be hard to break through the industry. It's going to be hard to find a community that I can work with. Uh, and sitting on the New York City subway, the union did a really good job at amplifying and marketing, you know, what they were offering. And that was health insurance. It was networking opportunities, community. I remember thinking to myself, wow, it's a really cool organization. You know, didn't know something like this existed. I know that someday down the line, it's something that I, it's a group I'd want to be part of. Uh, but of course, as we all know, life takes us in different directions. And I ended up working in government. I ran for office. I became a New York City Council member 
uh, at the age of 26. And while I was in office, um, you know, in the back of my mind, the, the creative, creative workers, independent workers, freelancers in general were, were something I also often thought about how to support in my role in government. Mm-hmm. Um, and the union approached me when they had the idea of creating the Freelance Isn't Free Act. Uh, right. which is a, a law that actually um, protects freelancers from client non-payment by requiring the city to play an active role in helping you collect payment from, from deadbeat clients. Mm. Um, and I was the council member they approached with this idea, and I remember thinking, I was like, oh, great, this is, this is a way for me to get involved in help freelancers. And that was back in about 2017. And since we passed a law in New York City, uh, and they've gone through their own changes recently. Uh, they reached out and, and offered the opportunity. And I thought to myself, this is a great way to continue doing this work I'm passionate about, helping freelancers, but also a great opportunity to kind of expand all of the great work we've done in New York City and other parts of the country, uh, like California, uh, like Texas, where we have uh, you know huge populations of freelancers living in with very little protections. So that's that's where I am. That's That's what got me here. So what was it like to, you know, start that job and then immediately be thrust into the pandemic and, and start to, I mean, probably you had some grand plans for 2020, you know, starting in this new role and then all of a sudden you had to pivot. But what's pretty cool is it sounds like you were probably such a perfect person to handle all of that. Um, and to help freelancers through this pandemic. Maybe you can talk to us a little bit about what that looked like and, and your involvement in um, in that relief bill. Definitely. I mean, you know, it's it was one of those weird uh, serendipitous moments, right? Where it's like, all right, this is, we're, we're you know, the pandemic has created probably the largest uh, financial, you know, catastrophe or, or a recession for the freelance for freelance economy you know as soon as i started two weeks in um about 80 percent of our members claim to have lost at least half or most of their income uh, oh, my gosh. The uh and i remember immediately thinking to myself well this is a population that has uh very, a very little or, or no social safety net right freelancers do not qualify for unemployment insurance uh, they typically don't qualify for any of these small business programs, uh, loans or grants that are, that are often put out there. Um, so I knew that I had to use my experience in government, my connection in government, especially uh, working with state senators, working with city council members, uh, U.S. senators, and really think about how can we create a, a comprehensive plan that would uh, address the needs of freelancers because there are populations that have no other way of come in uh, because these programs don't pertain to them. And we came, we came up with the plan. You know, one, we should look at how we expand unemployment insurance for the first time ever for independent contractors. Uh, any program that comes out, like the PPP loan program, uh, the EIDL program, freelancers must be prioritized and must be able to qualify for those programs as well. Uh, and we were able to make those changes happen within a month through the CARES Act, working with Senator Chuck Schumer specifically. Uh, who reached out to the union to ensure that independent contractors um, that the language of the bill included them in every single one of these programs. And because of that, all of these programs currently exist. It has been a lifeline, I would say, for a lot of our members. We went from uh, getting, you know, emails and, and calls of, of uh, fear and, and desperation about how they get through to 
now kind of saying like, oh, this is great. This helped us, you know, what else can we do to ensure that other people actually are qualifying for the program? Yeah, that's amazing. And so will that, will that sort of lay some groundwork for, you know, future um, programs for freelancers around, you know, being able to take leave or disability or other benefits like that? That, that is the hope. And yeah. I, I would say that there is a strong interest uh, from Congress specifically. They have been reaching out to us. Uh, they have a legislative think tank that's actually working legislation as we speak uh, to consider making unemployment insurance a permanent program moving forward for independent contractors. So, you know, if you're in a bind, you know, you can't work because you got sick, you can't work because a client, for whatever reason, the, 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 your, your long-term client, you know, business shut down. Uh, you'll be able to qualify for unemployment insurance, hopefully, uh, and uh, help you get through those those pockets in which you're having issues securing clients and bringing income in. Right. Well, thank you on behalf of freelancers everywhere <laughs> for your hard work with yeah. all of this and just really, you know, stepping up to the plate during a really difficult time and uh, and making this happen. And hopefully, like you said, this can be some lasting change. And that's amazing. Um, so thank you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, can you tell us a little bit more about what the Freelancers Union does? Yeah, so as I mentioned earlier, we're, we're, we've been around for 25 years. Um, and uh, it initially started uh, with the idea of organizing freelancers to be able to secure uh, lower, lower health care uh, premiums and costs for freelancers in particular by grouping them as, as an organization, as a group, to purchase uh Help insurance, and then the union went on its own and thought to themselves, "Well, there's no help insurance company out there that's actually creating a, a help insurance targeted towards freelancers." And the union created a a a, a product um, that became widely popular uh, because of how uh, inexpensive it was and and how it really took into um, account the needs of a freelancer. Even at one point, creating freelancer clinics that were made available mm. just for freelancer union members to be able to walk into. Um, Things changed dramatically when the Affordable Care Act passed mm. uh, because there was a marketplace that was created uh, that was intended for all independent workers or for all those who are insured to go into and purchase health insurance through this government-sponsored portal and through the and through the uh, private health insurance companies that exist out there. So we moved away from that. Uh, and, and since that, we've been heavily focused on uh, creating community, creating specific networking, offering programming to help freelancers upscale and be able to, uh, you know, connect with other freelancers that potentially can help um, their own personal freelance careers flourish. Uh, you know, access to uh, programs that can teach you how to upskill your skills. If you're a videographer, maybe you should learn video editing. If you're a video editor, maybe you should learn sound. You know, producing. Um, so now I would say we heavily focus on education, advocacy course on on all these political issues governmental issues and then and then uh uh building community through 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 networks and, and workshops and and different uh, uh program uh groups we have in different cities so you guys do pre-pandemic and hopefully starting up soon you guys do a lot of in-person events sort of throughout the country is that right yes there's a there's a there's a program we we've, we've created called spark uh, and we're located in about 23 different cities across the country. And they're led by freelancer union members who who elected themselves to be uh, leaders within their cities. And we give them the resources in order to put together these monthly meetup groups 
in which freelancers within those cities can come together, uh, workshop through education, um, you know, educational work, work workbooks that we, we give out to our members, and also be able to use an opportunity to, to network with, with fellow freelancers within your city. Uh, we also created a freelancers hub. You know, a lot of freelancers depend on uh, co-working spaces uh, to get out of the house and, and be able to build their business. We actually created a free hub, uh, free co-working space in the city of New York, sponsored by the city of New York, of course, in which our members can walk into, schedule a time in which they can work out, work out of that space all day for free, and also have access to all the other programming that we do on a regular weekly basis within that space. Another program we hope to bring to other cities across the country as soon as the pandemic is over. That is so cool. Well, we should keep in That's touch. Cool. Um, you know, Beth and I actually come from co-working backgrounds. I've uh, I co-opened a space in D.C. actually called Creative Colony that's still going today. And then um, Beth and I actually met because we were both working at Next Space, which I'm sure you've heard of, kind of mm -hmm. one of the, the OG co-working spaces. Um, and uh, yeah, so we have a passion for co-working and community um, and just helping people in their independent careers. So um, Great. yeah, love the, yeah. Yeah, we, we can be your West Coast connection and uh, oh, yeah. Beth, can be, Beth yeah. can be your East Coast and Denmark connection. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, I, I, I mentioned earlier, I took the job and two weeks later we hit the pandemic. I was really hoping to travel and go to the other cities and, and, and work with our members there. So uh, looking forward to for the, the pictures of lifted and we can all, all meet in person. Yes. Yeah. So before we yeah. get deeper into healthcare, maybe Rafael, you can tell us a little bit about why you are personally sort of passionate about freelancing and independent working and, and that whole world. Why is this something that has become so important to you? Yeah, I mean, for me personally, I mean, for me, I'm a creative, right? It, it, deep down in my core, I'm a creative. Um, I would like to think I'm an entrepreneur, even though I haven't opened my own business yet. Uh, but it's that mindset, right? You 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 have ideas. You you want to put them into into practice. You want to take control of your own ideas and and be able to use them in a way, whether it be to inspire other people, uh, get, you know, serve other people. Um, and I think that a lot of freelancers carry that in in their heart, in their soul. Um, and and government should do everything they can to help those individuals. Um, proliferate, you know, those passions and those ideas, because in the, in, in the long run, uh, they can end up being, you know, huge contributors to society. Uh, you know, we, when we think about startups that have existed over the past 20 years and how it's changed our own societies, no matter what sector you look at, um, there is a real, I believe, uh, interest for, for, for investments in, in the individuals and their ideas and their passions. Um, so, um, I, I think that for me personally, from what I've seen in my experience in government and my experience, um, you know, in, in society as a whole, there, there has been little support or little conversation about the freelancer. Uh, when we talk about the economy, we usually focus on Wall Street or small businesses. Uh, the freelancer is not usually part of that equation. Uh, and the union has been doing a lot of great work at surveying and, and studying the, the economic impact freelancers have. To, to, to our country. Uh, a recent study we put out shows that about 57 million Americans are either free, uh, uh, full time freelancers or, or moonlighting as a freelancer. Um, they're contributing close to a trillion dollars to the country's overall economy. Uh, so 
you know, there's a, a real value uh, for us to have these real conversations about, you know, how do we move forward and really support uh, the sector that is considered the future of work instead of just calling, you know, the future is here. I, I think we're, we're finally at that at that moment in which we have to have, start having these conversations. You know, uh, our trends also show that newer generations are, are turning to freelance over over um, traditional work. You know, 50% uh, of Gen Zers currently are are claiming to have done some sort of you know freelance work and, and hope to stay in freelance work moving forward compared to yeah, um, I love who are at 30%, you know, or, or millennials who are like at 35 to 40%. Uh, so that's a trend and we have to do everything we can to support that. And, and I'm, I'm, I want to be able to share my experience in government, my experience in, ab in, in advocacy to make sure that's the reality. Yeah, that was amazing. That was a, a, that was a great answer. And I think it's, you know, we share equal passions, you know, obviously we focus on, um, helping parents specifically with kids at home translate their experience from being in the corporate world and then how do they take that and translate it into an actual freelance or consulting career ultimately our you know bigger goal is to just be able to help support parents be the kinds of people and parents that they want to be and be able to show up for their kids and be able to take care of themselves and their mental health and be able to take care of their relationships um, and it's been really interesting to see the pandemic you know really change how people think about remote work or think about freelance work and realize that, hey, we actually like this elusive balance that we keep trying to find. We like to talk about as more of an integration of like, hey, I'm going to get my kid ready for school. Then I'm going to go work for a couple hours and I'm going to take a break and go for a run. And then I got to pick up my kid and then they're going to go to the park and then I'm going to work for a few more hours. And it can be this real life integration with work. And so, you know, we're also really passionate about showing parents that that is a reality that you can have. And I think breaking down the, I don't know, the myths or the stigma around freelancing, especially this conversation about healthcare that we're going to get into is so, so, so important, especially for millennials where maybe we would think, oh, freelancing is like for younger people or, you know, I'm in a career now or I have to have this real job or whatever we think we have to have. It's like, no, actually you can make a lot more money freelancing if you do it right, you know, <laughs> and have a lot more freedom, work a lot less. Uh, and be a lot happier. A lot happier. Yeah. I think what's going to be interesting is as we're coming out of this pandemic is the people that are going to refuse to go back to their jobs. You know, there's, there's like, I think there's going to be an undercurrent of people being like, you know, I've just been able to work remotely for the last year. You want me to drive where and do what, <laughs> you know? And so it may be interesting to see how this evolves as, you know, like one easy solution would be to say to your, whoever you're working for, you know what, I'll still work for you as a contractor, you know, or any other, you know, possible configuration that people might come up with. Because I think, as Tiffany said, you know, people have been striving to get this balance down and those who have been able to get it are like, I don't want to stop this now, you know? So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people who, who have their full-time jobs, um, you know, who are afraid to leave because of the benefits that comes with it. Um, and, you know, if you look at the, the, the recession of 2008, um, and the numbers of folks who decided to go freelancing since, you know, those, those are about a 12% increase in the five years after the recession. Uh, and I think we're going to see a similar increase, if not even larger this time around. And I think what happens is that sometimes it takes losing your job to really rip that bandaid and, and 
take that opportunity to think to yourself, all right, this is my opportunity to go freelance. Maybe put my ideas and my passions finally to work. Uh, you know, maybe it's it's the 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 fear of like, uh, you know, I think even even a full time job is not secure, right? I mean, you don't know mm-hmm. when they're gonna let you go or lay you off. Because I decide mm-hmm. one day that their numbers are not making sense and uh, mm-hmm. it makes better sense for them to lay you off. So uh, I think that we're going to see a lot of folks um, using this opportunity to kind of finally tap into, I think, their 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 passion or their dream to, to go solo and freelance and create their own business. Hi there, Tiffany Jones here, co-founder and CEO of the Kenza Collective. Whether this is your first time listening to the Kenza Pod or you've been here from the start, we welcome and we thank you for joining us. The Kenza Collective is a platform designed to support parents who freelance or who are curious about what it takes to hand in that two-week notice and never look back. Through our online courses, our mentoring program, and podcast, we aim to teach you everything from project, client, and time management to financial and tax literacy and everything in between. We also have a free Slack community of like-minded parents who support one another, share freelance job opportunities, get help with tricky situations, and just lift each other up and share in the highs and lows of being a parent entrepreneur. Because while it's not easy, it's so worth it. You can snag freebies and join our community at kenzacollective.com and connect with us on Instagram at kenzacollective. All right, thanks for listening. Now let's get back to the episode. So let's let's start diving into healthcare before we run out of time here, because I think that we could pick your brain about a million things. But um, <laughs> so let's let's take the scenario where let's say there's someone here on the podcast with us and they are a parent. Maybe they have a couple young kids and they really, really would love to follow their passion or, or take this leap. And they say to you, so what am I going to do about healthcare, though? What do you say to that person, Raphael? Well, it, it's. It's definitely, I believe, the the biggest um, uh, cost barrier to go freelance and going to freelance. You know, uh, for the your average health insurance plan can cost if you're an individual six hundred dollars a month. Uh, if you have a family, it can be eighteen hundred dollars a month, um, and that, that's a, that's a lot of money, uh, especially when you're trying to think about you know where the money's going to come from. You know, how are you going to build your client your client base and, and be able to, to bring that income in? Um, but one, if you're thinking about it now through this pandemic, um, if you're not aware the, through the most recent, uh, relief, uh, care act that passed last month, subsidies have been increased dramatically. Uh, so if you're someone who earns up to $50,000 a year, uh, you don't have to pay for health insurance because of these subsidies, uh, and you'll be able to qualify for health plans within the market. Um, and I believe there's, I believe that number continues to trickle down lower as your income goes up, but it's something worth looking into. Um, uh, if you're someone who, who feels fairly confident in, in, in the fact that you're going freelance and you're able to bring an income in, you know, you can always come to Freelance Union website and we've partnered with these insurance carriers that we believe are going to offer you the best deal and, and the best, and the best product for, for, for your money. Uh, of course, um, as I mentioned earlier, it's, it's not cheap. It, you know, there is a cost to that. Uh, but we've done the work to ensure that you're getting the best deal. Um, and then you also have to look at your overall situation, right? Uh, Tiffany, I think you mentioned earlier, you know, you have a partner uh, who helps pay for, who, who you are, you're in a, in a plan with your partner. And it helps cover uh, that health insurance cost. I mean, you know, if you have that opportunity, we encourage you doing that as well. Um, 
uh, and you know, you can look at the list. You know, if you're if you're a family of a veteran, you might qualify for free health care. Uh, if you're older than 65, you're going freelance, you might qualify for Medicare. Uh, so there's a lot of options. You just have to put the, put the work in to figure out what they are, and and you'll you'll be able to to get a, a better deal for yourself. And and I think healthcare will always be an anxiety, but there are opportunities and options for you to be able to lower that anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and then so on the freelancers union website, I kind of was poking around. I didn't go through the full like application process, you know. But um, so, so, what does it look like? People they apply, and then are you guys involved, or are we sent to a third party, or kind of how does how does that work? So we 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 connect you directly to to the carrier, um, and then you 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 work directly with, with the carrier that that we've uh, worked on on bringing in into into our list of, of providers. Um, and, uh, and, and through that carrier, you would then be able to look at all the subsidies that might exist for you, uh, to lower the cost of, of your health insurance. Yeah. And, and I don't know if this is something that you want to speak to, but the other thing that I, you know, try and remind people of is that, you know, sure your company might be like including healthcare in your employment package, but that money comes from somewhere, you know, if you weren't getting that healthcare, that would presumably be in your salary, you know, like you are paying for it at some level, right. um, you know, the benefit that larger companies have in places like school districts and things like that is obviously that collective, you know, buying power, but it sounds like that's what the, what freelancers union is able to really provide to its members. Um, so it's just kind of the way you look at it and sort of perceive how it's actually being paid for is an important yeah. thing to sort of remember. Absolutely. I mean, anyone who decides to go freelance has to remember that at the end of the day, they're a business. You know, you are an individual, you are a business. Um, uh, the business, if you end up working for a business, the business does pay for your health insurance. They don't, they might not pay for your entire coverage, but they'll put in a percentage, which lowers the costs uh, of, of your coverage. Um, so if you're going in with that mentality that you are a business and you are an individual, um, then you can see, you know, why these costs are they are, and 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 work it in, work it into your expenses as as a, as a, in that business model. If you are incorporated and become an LLC, you know, record record those spends in your taxes. Um, there's also a great program that I encourage everyone to look at. And it's called HHSA, and it's it's a it's a health savings account. Um, and your and what and what the HHSA allows you to do is uh, set aside savings uh, uh, that, that would particularly be used for your health care and you're able to record those that, that those save the dollars in those savings as pre-taxable dollars uh, so at the end of the year when you're ready to do your taxes uh, you you can record those health care costs into your taxes and you and you won't be you know you'll, you'll get a, a lower price because of the fact you're not being you're, consider, you're considering those taxes in, into your into your spend yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that HSAs are an amazing, can be an amazing resource. We just started, uh, my husband and I just started one this year, actually, should have done it a long time ago. And I've been learning so many great benefits. You know, you can reimburse yourself for a lot of different things. You know, you can go buy NyQuil from CVS and reimburse yourself from this account. Mm-hmm. And the other cool thing is that once you hit a certain age, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's 58, 59, something like that you can take it out tax, you can use it for anything. It doesn't have to be health related. It's also, you know, an investment account. Um, And you can reimburse yourself. I can reimburse myself for that NyQuil in 20 years from now out of that account if I want to also. 
Um, so it is a really, <laughs> you know, really hard up and I need that like $10 from that NyQuil 20 years ago, I can go in and reimburse myself. Um, but it is a really, a really smart, um, thing to look into in an investment. Uh, so thank you for bringing that up and we'll definitely link to some resources, um, here in the show notes for people to check that out. So uh, is there ever a situation where you might, um, look at this person who's asking you about this situation, what about healthcare and encourage them sort of not to leave their company sponsored healthcare, like maybe financially you don't feel like they are ready or maybe there's a hybrid they should do, or is there ever a time where you're like, yeah, maybe you should stick with that for now? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a tough question. It depends on how happy you are with the job, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's a job you love and, and, and you don't mind uh, doing it you know, whether it be full-time or part-time and paying for health insurance. And yes, of course, you know, stick with the job and, and consider it as part of your, you know, overall income stream as, as a freelancer, right? Um, uh, so, you know, if, if you're not in that ideal situation, yes, stick with your job. But if, if you feel the reason you want to go freelance is because of that, because of that job, then, you know, I encourage you to, you know, take the leap of faith and, and leave the job and, uh, you know, start, start your passion. So I have a question. Um, can you tell our listeners about some of the other um, benefits that the Freelancers Union offers? And also, how does someone join the Freelancers Union if they're interested? Yeah, so um, joining the union is actually free. Uh, we're open to everyone and anyone who considers themselves an independent worker or does some sort of independent work, whether it be full-time or whether it be whether you're moonlighting. Um, and uh, that will allow you to have access to our benefits. For example, uh, we've created partnerships with certain companies to give you discounts on on basic needs. Uh, one of my one of my favorite ones is, you know, you get twenty two percent off your AT and T phone bill. You know, if you have an AT and T as your carrier, um, you know, discounts to your gym membership, discounts to maybe your co working space that you go to. Uh, and that is our way of finding, of, of helping lowering the cost of becoming a freelancer, of being a freelancer. Um, second, of course, is our insurance products. Um, you know, health is a tricky one because as I mentioned earlier, the Affordable Care Act has really made it difficult for us to kind of group and buy together uh, as, 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 a, as an organization, as, as a unit. But we do it through dental and we do it through life insurance and disability. Um, and vision as well. Uh, so if you if you're interested in any of those products and you and you buy it through the freelancers union, you are grouped as uh, you are grouped as part of the freelancers union, and you'll get a lower cost uh, for those benefits uh, through through us. So we encourage you to look at those products. Those are also important, um, uh, especially liability as well. Liability mm -hmm. is important for writers, journalists, anyone who's doing any, any sort of um, investigative work as well to protect itself from lawsuits or copyright lawsuits. Uh, so those those products are all there available to you. And and again, if you opt into one of those programs or one of those uh, products, you automatically become a member of the union and everything else we offer is available to you. That is just so amazing. What a great platform to support people following their passion and just you know following a life that is interesting and fun and supports them, their growth and their families. It's just... Um, Warms my heart that the freelancer team exists. <laughs> so, yay! As we um sort of start to wrap up here, 
tell us what's on the horizon for Freelancers Union and, and where do you see things going from here, especially in light of everything that the pandemic has changed for people? Yeah, so, you know, unfortunately, it's been, it's been a very tough time for freelancers across all different industries because of this pandemic. But also, I believe this is probably the first time that the needs of independent workers has really been in the forefront uh, of the conversations in, 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 in all levels of government, right? How do we ensure that freelancers have access to paid leave, uh, unemployment insurance, you know, making sure health care is really affordable uh, to them? Uh, as as we as we go through these uh, as we get through this pandemic, um, and I think this is really the opportunity to start shifting the conversation and start including freelancers on on how uh, our economy is going to build itself back up moving forward and how can we support freelancers within that effort. Um, so uh, we're very focused on on keeping your needs in the conversation. Uh, we're work we're working with. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, with the federal government to ensure that these programs that are temporary become permanent moving forward. Um, we're hoping to expand our programming outside of New York City, uh, like the free co-working spaces and the free programs we offer into other major cities across the country. Um, and uh, you know, we 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 um, see this as as an opportunity for freelancers to begin organizing as well. Um, you know, our membership has jumped dramatically. Uh, the first two weeks of the pandemic, there's a lot of independent workers that didn't know where to go to get information or where to go uh, to find relief. Um, you know, in one of the most trying times in their careers. Uh, so I think that this is a, a, an opportunity for us to really start building and, and really start organizing to ensure that our needs are met, um, no matter where where you live in the country. That's great. And the other thing too that he um, that you should check out is the newsletter so they freelancers union puts out a really great newsletter is it weekly bi-weekly it's pretty regular yeah we do it. We, we do it weekly uh let yeah, us we know do. if it's too often we'll, we'll no that's perfect <laughs> it's perfect it's it's really good there's so many great they put a lot of timely tips especially you know as tax season starts to come around there's a lot of great information in there um and a lot of great blogs just a lot of great information just in general so it's one of my favorite newsletters that i get um as just you know it's just chock full of, of helpful helpful tips for people so that's another great way to interact with the union um, if you kind of want to dip your toes in um and then i guess so let's say that someone listening to this is interested in not just joining the union as a as an independent worker but also sort of supporting this work and supporting this movement how can people get involved on that side of things so we um are as i mentioned earlier we have a, a program from park and these are monthly meetups in your in your in your city um we encourage you to you know go on our site uh under the link community uh, you'll you'll find the community meetups that are that are happening, and that that'd be your first introduction into actually speaking to fellow members, fellow freelancers, um, and connected to the overall work we're doing as an organization. And I think it's really important for us uh, to see those meetups thrive, because there there are going to be times that we're going to depend on you to help us, you know, put out an important call to action uh, mm -hmm. to to ask for the changes that we're we're looking for. On, on these needs on, on, on government conversations. So I think that's the most, the simplest thing you can do is go to one of these meetups, uh, meet your fellow freelancers and start being part of the conversation. I love it. Beth, 
Do That's you have great. any other sort of final questions here or anything else that we didn't cover around healthcare? <laughs> um, I can't think of it anything, but I, I do want to say that it is freelancersunion.org. Um, and people should go and check it out. I just did this last night in preparation for this call and I became a okay. member. I'm one of the newest members <laughs> and it's painless. And I highly recommend people go check it out. Um, realize, you know, as freelancers, let's remember there's a lot of us out there and there's a lot of people that want to help us. Mm -hmm. So, um, so check out freelancersunion.org and sign up if you haven't already. Yeah, I would say too that um, one of the really fun things is as people jump in. I found this myself, and then I found it even more as I got you know further into my freelance career. Is that I'll, other freelancers are so passionate. We're all passionate about working for yourself because we've ex we're like on the other side, and we've experienced like, oh my gosh, I should have been doing this from the start. What was I doing? <laughs> you know, Beth calls people who <laughs> work for um, companies captive employees. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, once you become a free person, you know, um, but anyway, all that yeah. to say that, that fellow freelancers, independent workers, people who own their small businesses, we're all really excited about helping others because we want them to experience this freedom, not just in your schedule and your life, but your freedom to express your passions, what you're interested in. And as we like to tell people, you know, following your curiosity, um, and seeing where that leads you. You might go off as a copywriter and find yourself building Squarespace websites. You know, you just never know where it's gonna take you. And that's kind of the fun thing about freelancing is you kind of just get to follow that. Um, so so those, those meetup groups I'm sure are, are really just full of other inspired, fun people who are, are living the good life. So um, we'll definitely link to that also in the show notes. Um, Raphael, is there anything else that you want to share with our audience or say to them specifically around their concerns with healthcare here in the U.S.? Well, I, I, I would say this. I mean, we recognize that healthcare is extremely expensive uh, and we stand by you um, because uh, we agree that more needs to be done on that front to ensure that, you know, there aren't individuals out there who are just holding on to these to these nine to fives just because they feel that they need that one benefit. Um, that, that shouldn't be the way that the, our, that that shouldn't be the structure our society should be built on, right? I think that everyone should have these basic needs in order for them to be able to succeed as individuals, and succeed as as individual freelancers. So, uh, it's a conversation we'll continue following, and we're going to continue advocating on. And hopefully, in the near future, uh, there'll be a more equitable healthcare system that that ensures that you know your, this doesn't get in the way of, of your own successes. Perfect. That was a great great one to end wow. on. Well, thank you so much for your time. Again, freelancersunion.org. They're on all the socials at Freelancers Union. And, um, you know, hopefully we'll stay in touch and have you back on to talk about other hot freelancing topics, Raphael. We appreciate your time. <laughs>